Hello and welcome to NOLA Time. My name is Ovid Velez and with me is the man that puts the high in hype, Joe Young. Hype, hype, hype! What's up guys? Welcome to NOLA Time. This is episode 38, man? 38, yep. Man, keep it rolling. Yeah, uh, we don't, we're doing pretty good. We're So far, our stand has been decent, so... Yeah, I think we got better going, going into the new year. I think so too. Yeah, I mean, there there hasn't been any hurricanes or anything, so I, we're safe. That's right for now. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, so, still nippy now for March. I don't know for Florida weird. at least. Yeah, well, in the north, they're getting really busted now. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. It's, it's not nice. So if you're listening, our our, our apologies, guys. It's not our fault. <laughs> Pray, but but also we're praying for you guys, but also pray for Florida because we have to, we have to actually you know wear wear sneakers. We can't wear slippers right now, <laughs> especially with socks, Crocs with socks. <laughs> Our us nerds love that stuff. I'll probably hit you in the, in the head with a shovel if I see if I see you wearing Crocs with socks, Joel. Seriously, I'll, <laughs> no, sa- I'll save you from your misery. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> Thank you, Obed. Obed and I are very big on our, our immense fashion outside of our nerd, nerdom, right? <laughs> yeah, we try to. I mean, we're working a business casual environment, so we, we try to be all right. That's right. That's right. Keep yeah. it fresh. <laughs> uh, Joe, I really don't have a lot, but um, I went ahead and grabbed this Thor Ragnarok hey. for 4K, 4K Blu-ray. So can't wait to see that over the weekend. And um, other than that, man, I'm good. I know that you have a, an update on uh, Rebels. We want to go ahead and kick off. Yeah, guys. Um, last week, you remember I mentioned to you guys that we were getting to the finale, and on uh, this this last Monday, we had the finale for Star Wars Rebels, and I was finally able to watch it. Uh, it was about a, a half an hour of one episode, and then the last episode was an hour, but they play them back to back. So basically an hour and a half of footage we got just going straight uh, of continuation. Um, the very first episode they had for the finale kind of thing uh, was a great, you know, setup of, of where they were going in the sense of, you know, like they were coming together, the rebellion you're seeing. That's the whole thing that Filoni talked about with, when he created Star Wars Rebels is he wanted you to get the feeling of the birth of the rebellion. Like you just see that the rebellion exists right away, right away in A New Hope with, with you know, Princess Leia and them just, you know, going right in and just trying to get these plans, right? But uh, but the rebellion had already existed prior to that timeline. And even in Rogue One, we see that. But even before Rogue One, and this this leads directly right up to the moments we get to Rogue One. It was a very great connection, connective tissue there. Um, but they, they do show us the, the birth of, of hope, the birth of a rebellion, and like a last stand mentality. Like, you know, we, we either we're, we're going to die or we're going to conquer this, this and set these people free. Uh, and when I say these people, I'm talking about Lethal. You know, we, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of people thinking, okay, well, if they go right into Rogue One, then maybe we'll see uh, what happens with Scarif. Because if you watch Rogue One, spoiler, the movie's been out for a while. Um, you know that General Sindola, her name is directly mentioned as General. She, she's General Sindola, Hera Sindola. So her name is mentioned. You hear over in the back of the Rebel base. And you also see Chopper going around the Rebel base, actually going around a live-action form, which is really awesome. Um, so you know those guys are out there, those two characters specifically, but everyone else, we had no idea what, what happened or what's going on, right? Um, so with this one, what we end up seeing is that they they don't touch Scarif, and I'm not trying to spoil anything, but it's just important you know, to get your expectations right. They really keep the storyline very focused on Ezra, um ezra is the main central character for the end of this and we see his transformation from this kid from the very first beginning movie episode that they had where he's stealing helmets to now being this jedi that actually takes thrawn on um in person and it's it's an amazing um transformation of a character very well written filoni does an amazing job of telling the story uh there's some stuff that comes back that i've been on record for making fun of with the show um, that I thought that was some of the weaker parts of the show. The stuff that I said that you know, very much designed one for them, one for us, one for the kids, one for the adults. You'd get episode for the kids, then the next week you get episode for the adults, and the kids and the adults. You know that kind of th- setup. But it was important that that you watch the whole show just because you wanted to to get through the series and see what they were doing, right? Well, it pays off in the end because uh, there are some characters, some some things. Uh, 
without going into it, some space whales and some space pigs that actually come into play in a very impressive way at the end where I've made fun of it in the past, but uh, some really cool stuff happens at the end with them. Uh, some cool stuff with with the, with with Ezra that, that he does, and you know you expect a lot of death because you understand that these characters' names are not mentioned at all past Rogue One. They're not names that you hear about in a New Hope or Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi or even Force Awakens and and Last Jedi. So you you figure at this point that essentially. Um, these characters have to have died off because if not, they would be major players in the last battle sequences going on. Correction. There is there is a loss, but there isn't the kind of loss you might expect. And that's why I really would encourage anyone, if you're a big Star Wars person, to try and watch the last, I'd say the last, the last four, maybe five episodes if you could. Just if you're interested to see what Filoni is trying to thread into the, the never-ending story of Star Wars with Star Wars Rebels. And he's really trying to force his agenda in with these characters. Um, you know, we've Ahsoka's been a character that's been with him through all the series that he's done with Clone Wars and with Rebels. He loves her character. Fans love her character. I, I'm not going to say anything more than I think that, that we're going to see more of her very soon. Um, Ezra... Uh, we'll see. Um, there's some okay. stuff there. The thing is, what I'm saying this is that I'm saying you have to watch to see for the futures because the, the show ends at one point. You think, okay, this is the end. Yay, Lethal, the battle, whatever. The good things are good, hopeful. Kind of like the way Return of the Jedi ends, right? And then they jump forward into the future and they show us what happens, what's going on after Return of the Jedi. So, that's all I got to say. I won't spoil anything more. I think I've given already enough to taste, to give you a little taste of what's going on. But the show's done a really incredible job. I highly recommend it for Star Wars people. Filoni, man, you're, you're, you're something special out there, your, your knowledge of Star Wars. Wow, that sounds like a great ending, man. It was. It was, it was fantastic. That's awesome. I wonder if they're going to tie anything into the Battlefront 2 story that, that got released when Battlefront 2 got out. That I really enjoyed that story and that perspective first from the Empire, and then uh, it's I, I think it's a known fact, and not a lot of people really care. But uh, you know, then then you be then you become part of the uh, rebellion, and then eventually uh, the resistance. So I'm wondering if they will explore this, or if if you want to go ahead and transition into our first piece of news. If this is something that the new just announced series uh, will will take on, so that would be very interesting to see how this is going to play out. So, uh, if you want to go ahead and give us more info, Joe, because I am really excited about this. Unlike a lot of haters and and fake Star Wars fans out there, <laughs> there's a lot of fake <laughs> Star Wars fans out there. We learned that after the Last Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> How come this happens with Ray? You know, how come that? It's like, oh, you obviously haven't seen the original movies. But anyways, that's another rant for another day. John Favreau has just been announced today, as of us recording this, that he is going to executive produce and write a new live-action Star Wars series. Kathleen Kennedy has hired him. Uh, it's official. Press release is out there. If you go to StarWars.com, you can read the whole thing. Um, you know, he... He's had he's no stranger to Star Wars. He's actually had experience um, with helping guide the Star Wars: The Clone Wars animated series, which is something that Filoni was the showrunner for. But he also mm -hmm. had some influence there, and also he's had some influence in the upcoming Solo Star Wars story. Interesting. That's the part to me that makes me go, "Okay, we'll see," because I haven't seen that movie yet. But not to mention, the, not to mention that he's pretty much the father of the MCU. Hey. Yes, that's the thing. Exactly. I'll, exactly. Put aside Star Wars to the side. If yeah. you watch any of the Marvel stuff, Iron Man, Iron Man Two, you know, say what you will. Like this dude birthed something very powerful that for what we have today. You would not have your Captain Americas and your Thors if it was not for that Iron first Iron Man movie being the hit that it was. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 on board for this. I totally give him totally give him a chance and a shot at this. I mean, this to me, Obed. I think this signifies Disney's um, strong backing for him from what he's doing already with uh, the Lion King movie that's supposed to be coming out. 
Because yeah. I think they've already had a good relationship with him with Marvel. They've had a good relationship with obviously a Jungle Book movie did well, what have you. But I think that there's something so special. They're like, this guy, just give him whatever project now. Like, it's it was probably a quick choice. Yeah, he's great on, and he's, I would say 90% of his work is it's excellent. Uh, that Jungle Book movie, I actually watched it with not being too hyped. I heard it was good. I was like, oh, I'm going to keep my, I, I remember watching the original Jungle Book when I was a kid, and, and I liked it okay. It wasn't my favorite Disney movie, um, but this movie was really, really good, so. And just what he did with, like we mentioned just now, uh, what he did with Iron Man and Iron Man Two, even is a, I think it's a good movie. Um, not to mention that he was exec, he's been executive producer, and I would say most of the Marvel uh, movies uh, up until now. I know that at least on the Avengers movies, he's been executive producer, and he was executive producer on Iron Man Three. But I am really excited, Joe. I am really, really excited. Because this means that this series is not going to be this dark, rooty thing. It's probably going to be something a little bit more lighthearted, or lighthearted, like like the original Iron Man movie was, like the original trilogy was. Um, and I am really excited. And I, if if this product comes out when Disney releases their service, which is probably going to be. Um, that you know it's probably gonna be available day one i'm signing up for it and there's no questions that need to be asked asked because it's gonna be great i think it's gonna i think it's gonna be really good and i am super pumped i i wish <laughs> he would have actually tackled a, a, a movie series but if they're going into a more cinematic tv series experience like what marvel's doing in netflix and you know something that like I don't want to bring Walking Dead because I think it's overrated. But if you want to look at something like like Game of Thrones, say for example, that would be excellent, man. And I am really, really excited. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think it is to make it a more cinematic feel. I'm really curious now, like to know what what kind of stories is this going to be a grounded story? I mean, I think everyone whenever you hear Star Wars, people always think right away of the Jedi. But you don't have to have a Jedi in a live action series. I think at some point it might be something that you might have to you know talk about because they're big players in the Star Wars universe. But I could see him doing something that's maybe more grounded, you know, for a live action series. I mean, he could do a Jedi, some type of Jedi series. He easily could. Do, I mean, you know, we we heard we they, we don't know what they have planned with these two separate Star Wars trilogy films that are coming out. So do these, does this tie into what's being told between these trilogy movies that are coming out? Lot, I think this is something that gets us excited, but I'm someone who wants to understand context to it of like what what is he going to be working with or is it just, hey, develop this thing, whatever you want. I, I know with Lucasfilm, they're not that kind of people. I know that they probably have already a blueprint of saying this is what kind of stuff we want to go into. Now where do you want to take this as the, the content creator and producer? Um, so yeah, I, I just can't wait to find out. Now I just have a million questions to ask, and that's how Star Wars fans are, right? We like to theorize and talk about these things, and sometimes that gets us in a bad place. So I'm just gonna sit back, temper my expectations, and know that a, a great uh, filmmaker is involved in this, um, and somebody who's, who's just a great storyteller, and just be excited because more Star Wars. And I don't complain about that. I absorb Star Wars all the time, so it's awesome. The big thing is Jedi sell, and they sell merchandise, and, and kids like Jedi's, and adults like Jedi's. So not having some sort of Jedi-like character, uh, maybe maybe not the greatest idea, but they should definitely look into. I would love to see Ahsoka be explored on on a live action series. Again, I haven't seen Rebels, so I don't know how it is. I don't want. Uh, she lives. Oh, you, maybe. you gotta see maybe. it, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, so, I would, so I would love to see that. And she's a very popular character. Fans, um, love her. fans yeah, fans really like her. And um, and I remember when I used to go. Actually, I'm wearing a, a Star Wars Weekends shirt right now. You won't yeah. you can't can see it, but um, the when I remember when I when I used to when Hollywood Studios had the Star Wars uh, Weekends. Uh, 
in in um not in Rebels, but uh, Clone Wars were was on back then, and they loved Ahsoka. Like it was a big deal. So I'm hoping that that character gets explored a little more, and we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'm I'm pretty excited about this one. I know it's just something to see. Like like you said, Ahsoka's a character that if you're gonna do a Jedi thing, like she's got plenty now of a backstory from the Clone Wars, and then what happens with Rebels, so it easily can be something that they can explore more, but it's she's Filoni's baby, so yeah. he created her character, and I know Filoni is not done. He made it clear in an interview, as I heard afterwards, that he's not done with, with Star Wars, but he wouldn't say he if he would or would not do a live action. He just said he's open to, to doing more, and he knows he will be doing more, but that's it. Yeah. Uh, Joe, what's up with those dates that Marvel release out there? Are they planning to do because they haven't done like a phase four reveal yet correct they sort of teased what they wanted to do um, but now a few days ago they came out with a bunch of different dates uh from i believe 2019 up until like 2021 if i'm not wrong uh, um, all of the 2022 all 2022 okay yeah so it, it was it was a you know pretty good span of of time there so what do you think it's uh that that all about yeah i mean it just shows that they obviously know already what their 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 movies are they already know what properties they're gonna have obviously with the deal that that's gonna go through with fox they're smart to keep them untitled they're smart to put the flag down that's always the way marvel's done it like they they don't wait for warners or anyone to say like oh you know we're gonna put these blockbuster their movies the way they put it is they're saying, like, we're putting the flag down. This is when our movie's going to come out. And because of how successful uh, these Marvel movies have been, like, the weak ones are like Ant-Man or something, and they're, like, still making ridiculous money. Um, like, they're, they understand that, like, they put the flag down. All the other competitors are like, we're going to move our movie. I think even um, when Infinity War, when they moved the date back uh, to April 27th, we were talking about last week, and one of the funny things was that Amy Schumer, if I'm not mistaken, I guess she has a movie that's coming out that was scheduled to come out that weekend. Oh boy! And she jokingly like put a thing like I think on Rock Down Junior's uh, social media, something along the lines of like, uh, "Not that we're afraid of this movie, but we're moving our movie back, like you know, another week." Because they know, like, if you any, anything that's gonna come out when Infinity War comes out, you're gonna be smashed. It's just gonna there's you're not gonna make. I mean, every other movie theater is gonna be playing. Infinity War, and there's going to be like two rooms in the theater that's going to be playing like an indie film and something else. Whatever new movie but, comes out that weekend, yeah. Right, like that. That's it. I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. So when with Marvel putting down all these dates, um, it's interesting. If I, I I don't have all the dates in front of me, but I believe that they actually have up to six movies a year or something crazy along those lines that was being discussed. And I'm like, man, we're just going to have Marvel all the time. Like, it was nuts, yeah. Yeah, it's it's getting it's getting crazy now. I think that they have enough talented people involved that like if they if they're saying like we're putting these dates out now and then they already know who their directors are. Like James Gunn's already been working on Guardians three. It's not like he's just gonna wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, I guess this is what I'm gonna work on. You know, <laughs> they, like they they have their creative juices are always going. So unlike no disrespect, I'm not trying to smack always down on on DC. But there is a feeling that they don't know what stories they want to tell going for, towards the future, and they're just putting out movie after movie. Um, and so that's why you have things happening that are contradicting. When you watch Justice League, you'll see there's contradicting things that happen to Batman or Superman that happen, that doesn't happen in Justice League that undoes each other, particularly the, the resurrection of Superman. But what you're talking about with Marvel, they're going to keep a consistency. They're going to tell the stories they want to tell. And they're you know already, like, with how much success Black Panther by the end of its fourth week this weekend, it's going to be over a billion dollars this weekend. They're probably going to make like three more of those movies. They're probably going to, you know, make you know a, a trilogy of Captain Marvel movies. They're you know, like they they know what their new lineup's going to be, and they want to make sure fans know, like, don't worry, Infinity War is not the end. We got plenty more coming for you. So it's just up to us, up to us to speculate again what it could be and that's the fun i think comic con i'll find out for sure what a few yep. of those dates will be yeah and then now that they like we mentioned they have those fox properties coming most likely sometime next year and 
we we get what three Marvel movies a year, sort yeah, of as on of this, average. Yeah. yeah, on average. But then this year, there's two other Marvel movies coming out that are not Disney. That's Venom and uh, and Fe and Dark Phoenix, X Men Dark Phoenix, and Deadpool. And Deadpool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, see, I missed another one. So there's a total of six movies. Yep, the last uh, Marvel coming out. So that's three three Disney, two Fox, one Sony. Sony. So maybe they're consolidating all those Fox, Fox properties and putting them together with the MCU and just keep keep going, you know, say keeping that same sort of strut that they've had for you know the the last few years when when Fox Fox didn't put anything out last year, correct? Not that I remember. No, they did not. Yeah. Um, but then we're gonna get you know Venom and whatever comes out of that. That's gonna be another thing that may or may not be under Marvel's umbrella. So excuse me, uh, Logan came out last year. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So they're they're I mean they've they've been putting at least one one property a year. I think that's what they're doing. It's just basically just keeping the same sort of, you know, pace that they've had uh, in the last eight years or so. So interesting. Um, we'll see what comes out of that. Um, still very pumped for Infinity War. I'm still very excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp. That looks really good, too. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, Dark Phoenix, we haven't seen anything. They they did release some pictures, and it looks good. It looks like it's actually taking shape, and it's going to be a good movie. Uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, I guess we'll find out around the summer when they probably release a trailer. But, yeah, uh, this it, Marvel and Star Wars, is it, they're going to be going on forever, man. I mean, we're going to be 85 years old and going to the movie theater to see Captain America. Captain America 20 or you know, <laughs> like on Back to the Future Part 2 and it's like Joss 15 and <laughs> yeah so it, it's gonna be it's gonna be like that in and, and that's great I mean <laughs> Star like we Wars were, episode 50 yeah yeah <laughs> episode 22 um but we'll see where it goes uh, I'm excited for Marvel's world not too excited with DC Joe what the heck is what the heck is going on <laughs> So, um, two things before we jump into the the okay. real the before we jump into the real WTF news here. Uh, so I I don't know if you saw the two pictures that leaked out leaked out today for uh, for Shazam. I did. Oh boy. Uh, people are people are like getting excited like as if this is good. I'm like this is terrible. <laughs> he looks no. He's the suit actually has some texture to it, so now you can you can actually see it, but still. But the suit has texture. I'm sorry, it's very apparent. This I'm, I'm not saying this guy is not built. He is, but it's very apparent that he's wearing some some foam in that costume. There, there's some <laughs> there's some uh, stuff that's stuffing in his in his suit. That's uh, some fake uh, muscles. Yeah, it's it, you can totally tell that it's a muscle suit. Yeah, no <laughs> no sightings of the rock, so probably not in the movie. Yeah. I saw some uh, some guy was on on Twitter posted a, a video. It's like, oh my god, they're filming Shazam right outside my work, and he took <laughs> a video from his work off from his office window, and they were filming the movie down in, and I believe it was in San Francisco, and it looked really corny, like the like what they were doing, and it's like, and and he was on in costume and everything. Uh, this uh, movie's not looking. I mean, dude, I, Agents of Shield. That's like a <laughs> not even. Uh, regular tv show or whatever and like they even shut down like blocks just to record that show i've heard that's yeah. crazy dude Shazam, you just go out there and look man i uh i have i have zero expectations for this movie they have a good cast that's I'm, about it yeah i mean i'm hoping that it's good again i'm i'm hoping that dc gets their crap together and <laughs> Uh, and that's what they need to do, but yeah, go ahead, man. But Obed, I was going to say, I mean, I just said the good cast, but if you remember, uh, you look at Green Lantern, that had a good cast. I mean, Blake Lively's very good. Ryan Reynolds, good. They yeah. had, you know, uh, what's his name playing uh, Sinestro. It's some good people in that movie. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And uh, the most acting, the, uh, Michael Clark Duncan, RIP, was in there. And yeah. You know, there's a, yeah. But they the had terrible. 
Oh yeah, that movie's that, not that's good. That's the point. There's a movie coming out this this weekend. I won't talk what the name of it is, but has a great cast and the reviews on it are like forty percent of Rotten Tomatoes. You know, yeah. I remember I watched that movie in in a hotel room in San Antonio on a business trip. <laughs> you were there. You were in Texas. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, there's playing Green Lantern. I was like, all right, I just want to go to sleep because it it was late. It was like one in the morning. I watched the movie, but. It was just not good, and I was—it's the only thing that the only time that I've watched it. Um, I don't think I ever rented it. I, of course, didn't buy it. I, that's about it. I don't feel like watching that movie again. But <laughs> you're just crapping it over there. Well, you, should, you haven't seen Fantastic Four. God well, bless you. No, no. I I've seen beats of beats and pieces of the uh, Silver Surfer one, Rise of the Silver Surfer. I, you know, I that's haven't a, seen. That's tolerable. Yeah, I haven't seen the entire movie. I've seen the first one a couple of times, but that, you know that's about it. Um, same way I've watched Daredevil. I think I have Daredevil around here somewhere, and and Elektra. <laughs> so, so, so. I, um, anywho, going into the really weird news, Tom Cruise wants to play Hall Jordan and direct the movie. What's going on, man? I wish I could answer, dude. I don't know. Again, this is proof to the point of like we don't know. Like WB, what are you doing? I don't know. know. Thinking, yeah, I don't know what they're doing. It's not that I don't like Tom Cruise. I'm not trying to come against him. Like, okay, Mission Impossible, like he's good and all that stuff. No disrespect. You're on an actor that's out of his prime. You know, you you're not looking at the long haul with it with him. Uh, you are looking at this person to direct. Most of the movies that he's put out by himself, uh, outside of the Mission Impossible movies, haven't been that great. I don't know if you know about the Jack Reacher, uh, Reacher movies and stuff like those movies are not not good. Um, y- yes, you want to bring in talent, but you have to be careful how you go about bringing in talent. You can't just say I want Robert Downey Jr., so I'm just gonna let him direct the movie and you know act in the movie, like. You have to make sure you have a, a proper team place for all this stuff. And I'm not saying that Tom Cruise isn't capable by any means. Am I saying that? I just don't think it fits up with the plans of when you're talking about a DC universe. You want to put him as a major character in a universe. You have to actually have a, a, a plan of factoring this guy in. And if you were going to do that, with all the respect, you should have tested the waters in Justice League because you tested it with everything else. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not on board for this news. Uh, if it happens, I'll give it a chance. Just like I do with anything else, but I'm not. I'm not on board with this news. If, if it's true, it's just, it's a rumor. I should say more more than news. It's rumor, but yeah, not feeling it. Yeah, I think the big problem that I have is that Hot Jordan is supposed to be this, you know, young whippersnapper type of crazy, you know, uh, devil may care top pilot, and Tom Cruise is just he's old now, I and mean. he's very serious in his roles. He is, yeah, and he he doesn't project humor very well, so I think that's why most of his roles are just like that serious. It's like it's like Keanu Reeves, right? Right. Um, yeah, after 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 Bill and Ted, like he um um not necessarily have uh any any other like type of comedic roles because he just doesn't project comedy very well. It's true. And 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 humor, and that's the same with with Tom Cruise. So, I mean, maybe he can have some involvement, but I don't think he would. He's definitely the right pick for, you know, Hal, Hal Jordan himself, himself, or maybe directing could be uh, like he he could be in charge of the project. Why not? And then he can pick someone else to play Jordan because I don't I don't just don't think he's the great he's a great fit. Exactly, it's not a fit. Exactly. Yeah, um, but again, DC. What are you doing, guys? Come on. <laughs> we want good news. Yeah, Wonder Woman's good. I gave it a great review. You remember? Yeah, that. Wonder Woman's great. Yeah, I watched movie. that movie three times already. It's awesome. Absolutely, I own the movie. It's great. Yeah, um, but again, DC. We'll see. Um, moving along, Joel, to some gaming news. We got a, a few PlayStation news and rumors. Uh, would, let's go ahead and do the rumors first. So last week was announced that February 2019 is going to be the last month for PS Plus games on, uh, for PS3 and PS Vita. 
and there that there was not going to be any changes for PS4 games coming out for PS Plus. And we did some, you know, speculation, and we talked a little bit about it, but you know, nothing really uh, super crazy. But then some rumors have been catching steam, and it's basically that Sony wants to clear out space in 2019 because they will release a new console late 2019, and they're going. They want to have that PS Plus availability for games on that new platform. So I think it's definitely possible. I'm still thinking that we're going to get we're going to get a uh, same as with the PS3, we're going to get an early year or Q1 uh little conference for uh journalists and whatnot and whatnot and we're going to get some specs and we're going to get some things and we're going to get a little, a little bit of a tease. E3, we're going to get a full reveal, and it's most likely going to launch October, November 2019. That's that's what I think. I don't know. I don't know what you think, Joe, but I am pretty confident on 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 this that rumor being true. Yeah, I I think it only makes sense with everything that we've talked about on the show about the predictions of where they're going. We'll talk a little more about you know PS5 and that kind of those kind of conversations but i mean they have to position themselves for what kind of games they're going to put out and and uh ps plus has been the great way of getting people to join on i think it's a great value for ps4 when i got ps4 that's when i got um i excuse me i should say my last few years of ps3 i had it then going into ps4 I, i had ps plus but prior to that you didn't need anything like that for free. Uh, you didn't need a, an account, you know, because you just had the, uh, you know, the free multiplayer online, which is a great selling point for PlayStation with PS3. Mm-hmm. But it's indicative of the future and where they're going with their their space, and, and they have to make that space available for what they're going to have coming out. And God knows it's probably going to be these massive file games <laughs> for PS5 with oh, whatever yeah. specs are going to be. I can only imagine. I can imagine what the, the console itself is going to have of storage, how that's going to work. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this, this just makes sense. Yeah, they have to at least put a 2 terabyte drive on those things. Because right now, um, I think last time I checked, my Final Fantasy 15 install with the DLC was around 86 gigs. And that's and that game's not on 4K, so and that's you know, without the PS4 Pro patch or anything. So, yeah, you can just imagine these games are going to be like Xbox One X has has that problem where they have it has a one terabyte drive, but when you download the 4K patch for uh, like Quantum Break, it's like 120 gigs for the game. So you can install 10 games basically in nine because you still need OS space and you know. Uh, buffer space and all that so they really need to nail the the hard drive on the next uh on the next consoles but yeah i I think that this is definitely a possibility we'll see where it goes ps4 pro still doing pretty good and we'll talk about that in a minute but yeah that's definitely definitely possible uh and ps4 pro we just got this week, the announcement that there's going to be a limited edition God of War bundle for $3.99. So that's $3.99 including the game. So you oh, you got a $60 price cut right there. That's a great deal. That's a great deal. Then uh, and, and the console looks really nice. Um, it has the uh, the axe on, like the, the shape of, of Kratos' axe. And it has... Uh, you know the glyphs on it and the controller that con- controller with all you know all gray basically love it it looks really nice so yeah 399 coming out on uh, April 20th with the game if you are looking to actually get into a ps4 you don't have one or if you're looking to upgrade this would definitely be a great option for you guys out there um and, and Joe, there were some uh, rumors of backwards compatibility for the next console. Uh, if you want to talk a little bit about that, yeah, there's some rumors coming out. Again, this is I feel like well, even what you heard PS Plus, what have you. Like I, it seems like now we're starting to get these these little things leaking out. But there's some rumors that there's going to be direct backwards compatibility 
with PS5 that like you can actually just go ahead and and have your library directly access <clears throat> your PS4 library be able to be accessed on PS5. And I know that was how with PS4 there was the rumors of that and PS3. I think the first PS3, the the, the initial console one that had backwards compatibility, yeah, the Fat PS3 had that. Um, I know you know didn't didn't carry on past that, but um, I mean like. I hope it's true. I mean, I hope that it, it would be a beautiful situation where I could just go ahead and stick my discs in and, and play it directly there. Or if I can download it maybe to, to the console, you know, whatever way they want to go. Um, I would love that backwards compatibility. I think that's something that makes fans just feel even more intrigued to put their money out there right away for the console rather than waiting and saying like, well, I can play these games that, you know, are on both. You know, because usually in the beginning phases of when a new console comes out, there's there's a couple of exclusives, but most of those major you know AAA titles are are, are compatible on both you know the past and, and new gen uh, models. So, yeah, I just would love to see this be a reality when they announce it. Like that would be that would be just as big as them standing up there and saying like you know when they announce PS4 and they're saying like oh you know you don't have to have a network connection to to, to launch this thing up or you know, you know, that would be like them standing up there and saying, like, you can play your PS4 games on here. I think the, you would have an eruption of great responses from fans. So it's only good publicity if it's true. If not, then, I mean, it's not going to be a deal breaker unless unless the, the console itself just isn't good. It just would be an additive, added, you know, bonus to a new console. Yep. In the case of uh, the Xbox One, I think backwards compatibility actually saved the console. If they would have not implemented that on the Xbox because of how rough that launch was, they would be in a lot worse shape right now. So that sort of saved them because you you can do some really interesting things on uh, 360 games and the original Xbox games on the Xbox One. So, <laughs> man, and it, it, it's hard because... Like I haven't really, I haven't played my PS3 in probably over a year. If I would go back and revisit PS3, there's probably only like three games that I would re that I would really love to play again on on PS4, and that's Persona 4 Arena, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, um, and um, man, I had the other one right here. And it went away. <laughs> no, lost my, anyway, lost my train of thought. Anywho, um, I think I think if they do this from the start, uh, they would definitely make not not necessarily. I don't want to say make amends with the fans because the fans are there. The fans never left. Actually, exactly. actually, the fans came back. Uh, <laughs> so it's that's that they don't they have no need to do this. But if they do, Joel, this is like uh, definitely the the best step in the best direction they can take. And I hope that this is true. That way, I can carry over my stuff, and I don't have to worry about it uh, again. So, what's that? We'll see, man. Just, we'll just see. Good, good, good uh, rumor floating around. I hope it's a reality. Yeah. And uh, speaking of some more good gaming news, Joel. Monster Hunter World. Oh, wow, I've talked about it, and I talked about how good these games are, and and how this one seemed to be doing very well. Well, Capcom announced Capcom announced this week that it is now the best-selling Capcom game ever wow. at seven point five million. That includes digital sales and physical shipments. Uh, they will probably move 9 million, 10 million units uh, by the end of the year. They there's, they still, I mean, and they still haven't released any other DLC. So this game is doing phenomenal. And Joe, it sold more than Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2 was the highest selling Capcom game ever. And uh, this flew by. And that quickly, too. Yeah, that's, that's the statement because that's, that's, that's how many, you know, the same the game is selling is selling really really well on PS4. It's selling, it's selling well on PC. It I think it was number one NPD for Xbox for January, if I'm not wrong. So even on Xbox, this game is doing good. And mm. uh we're we're watching the we and I am I am really excited 
because gaming is back to when I was, you know, uh, I don't, don't want to say kid, but when I was a teenager and I was really into gaming and, 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 and most of gaming was dominated by Japanese companies. You know, you got, you got Monster Hunter and then you got Sega with the Yakuza games and people are going crazy for the Yakuza games. Those games are really good. And, you know, you got your, you got, got Dragon Ball back. I mean, come on, dude. It's like back, being back in the 90s. So Capcom, Sega, and Dragon Ball being back, it's like, I am super excited for this, dude. Nostalgia. Yeah. It, nostalgia when it's done well because I, I, I'm I that type of person. I, I, I believe I've said it before on podcast that I took off my nostalgia glasses a while ago. And sometimes you go in and you watch the movie. It's like, oh, this movie is great. I watched it when I was a kid. And you go back <laughs> like He-Man, he right? You, oh, I used to watch a lot of He-Man when I was a kid. He-Man sucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some stuff and I'm like, ooh, yeah, it's great yeah. in the eyes of a child. Yeah, like Voltron. I love Voltron. When I was a kid, I was Voltron 24-7. That original series, the the that dub of, of Go Lion that we got here, that thing sucked. <laughs> and I'm not afraid to say it. It's like, like some of the original like Spider-Man cartoons and all that. Like oh, it was yeah. all great then. Yeah, that 70s Spider-Man is not good. Uh, you remember them fondly because that's your childhood, right? And 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 you go back and, and you watch these things, and it's like, what the heck was I watching? This is awful. I will say this. The Adam West Batman, all those old Batman you know, TV shows and all that, no matter how corny you can make fun of the costumes, whatever, Batman always has the best car. You have to admit that. Oh, that true. True. I, I think that that show wasn't necessarily bad. It was just core. It was really corny, <laughs> and it was it was more of a comedy. It was it wasn't an action show. It was more of a comedy. Um, and if you take it as a comedy show, it works great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, good kudos to Capcom. They're doing great. Dragon Ball keeps doing great. Um, I'm, I'm 22 and two on Dragon Ball Joe. I'm really pumped, and I can't wait to go back and keep playing that rank matches. Um, but yeah, PS5. I think this there's a lot of rumors. I don't think we'll see anything this year. Uh, I think Sony is gonna move most of the PS4 stuff out of the way. And uh, again, uh, my speculation is that this stranding and Ghost of Tsushima are gonna come out for both PS4 and PS5. So that's awesome. So, prediction E3, you know, PS5 prediction, you heard it here first. <laughs> and um yeah uh joe do you got you got any other news uh, i know that a bunch of stuff came out today for nintendo and and two big games got announced today as well so we got the announcement of the uh, the, the division two um of course the uh sequel to the division <laughs> Tom Clancy's division, I should say, from Ubisoft. Uh, this game was not doing great when he when he launched, but then after they fixed some of the things, um, fans really opened up to the game, and, and I believe the game it's still doing pretty good out there. So they just announced the sequel for this game, and they will reveal more details at E3. That's the only thing that we have. Uh, but then also, it got leaked by James Harden. Wearing a Call of Duty Black Ops Four hat at a at an interview, at an interview, and um, I believe there's an actual date for that. If I'm not wrong, hold on, hold on, October twelfth. But Obed, was it a leak or was it a leak? Um, I think it was a, a, a leak. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I wore the hat. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like they don't they didn't tell me not what to wear to this hat today. Come on. <laughs> um what's really funny, Joel, is that on the on the the four is not a four or an IV. It's it's four, it's four, you know, ones. That's not how Roman numerals work, man. No, that's it's <laughs> very weird. But you know, call me the gamers won't care. Uh oh, I oh Joe, I don't want to go into that, man. Uh, oh, I'll do it out there. Oh, I, I, I've had my fair share of Call we, of Duty. We, we appreciate you guys. Uh, Call of Duty, as I, I, <laughs> they're good games. They're good games. 
<laughs> now, hey, you know what? I haven't seen a bad review for a Call of Duty game in a long time. That is so, true. That's true. Dude, these games are solid. Um, and they and they sell very well. You know, called you know, last Call of Duty was the best selling game of the year. So it's Call of Duty, man. Can't go wrong. Anywho, um, but we did get a lot of stuff from Nintendo, and I'm gonna go ahead and I ha actually have some stuff open here on my other side. So if you see me looking the other way, I'm not ignoring you. <laughs> but uh, the big one, Joel, is they announced that Smash Brothers Four is coming out for the Switch. Yes, um, that that is big. Uh, I think this is the game that a lot of people were waiting for because this game did really, really well on, on the Wii U, and it's at Evo. Come on. So I'm wondering if it's going to be released before Evo. Probably not. Um, I, I'm thinking this is going to be like a, like a mid-year game, like maybe an August game, uh, just before the holidays, just to uh, keep people uh, interested in the, on, on the Switch. Uh, but the one that's really interesting, Joel, that got announced today is that they are getting the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy uh, on the Switch. So no longer a PS4 exclusive on that one, man. And and I know that you love Crash, man. What do you think? I love I love Crash, and I also love Nintendo. So I I have no complaints about this. It makes me happy about this because I want more people to experience Crash. Crash is my favorite. So if, if more people can experience this and you can get in the hands of kids from now... I, I'm all for it. So I, I know that I'll be uh, likely picking up a Switch soon, if potentially even this month. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Crash Bandicoot is... I'm, I'm all about it. The Smash Bros, that's actually the one that made me really happy because I love just... I love those games. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, just, just more cool stuff coming out of Nintendo. Yeah, that last uh, Smash is supposed to be really, really good. So... I mean, it's like I said, it's at Evo. And, you know, fans really embrace this game and has a good roster. Uh, they did announce also that they are uh, they're releasing Splatoon 2 DLC uh, or an expansion to Splatoon 2. And Okami HD is coming to the Switch. So you get to have Okami on the go, man. It's, it's a great game. Awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of news coming out, a lot of breaking news that we have today, man. We have to make some changes on the fly today, man. We did. We're like, throw this in, move this around. We already had sort of a script already done, and all this crap was coming out. I was like, what are we gonna do, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what episode thirty-eight. What are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, episode thirty-eight. What are we gonna do? Yeah, no, but uh, but uh, we're definitely glad to uh, share this news with you guys and. Uh, we're happy that you guys made the time to listen to us. So Joel's going to go ahead and plug in the uh, the Insta Snaps now. That's right, Obed. Insta Snaps and the Snapgrams. Guys, we are so glad that you take your time out of your day to listen to us here on No Low Time. If you are listening to us from the audio version, our podcast, please, please make sure you're subscribed on iTunes and Google Play, also on SoundCloud. But if you are an a subscriber on iTunes, if you can please go ahead and throw us a review, that, that'd be awesome. Uh, you can also follow us across all social media at no low time. That's at no low time. If you look here, if you're watching by the video version, you can see right under me here at no low time. That, that's our social. Uh, so go ahead and check it out at no low time, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. And then if you also are watching us again through videos, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Low Time. Uh, subscribe to it. And you'll see when our latest videos come up of those episodes. Uh, also, if you would go ahead and feel free to shoot emails to us. I know you've, we've got some few emails for you guys. We appreciate it. Um, feel, always feel free to shoot an email to us, time at gmail.com. That's time at gmail.com. Question, comments. Uh, what have you? We we love to hear from you guys, so we really appreciate you guys shooting us your emails. And uh, with that being said, we look forward to the next episode. I know I try and tease something for the next episode to look forward to. I know Jessica Jones is coming out, so I'll have this, some scoop on that hopefully, and and some more cool stuff. So look out for for more on our always on our great episodes. Sometimes breaking news like we had today. Uh, well, we look yep. forward to having you guys next yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. I, I totally forgot that Jessica Jones came out today, if I'm wrong. And then there's a, a teaser for Luke Cage. So that's right. Yeah, yeah, cool stuff, man. Awesome. But we'll. I hope you guys join us again next week, and uh, you guys have a good one. See you guys. Bye.